0: Welcome to episode 38 of Sound Pollution. This week I have the very busy drummer Rico. He is working on four different projects including Stacking Pennies from episode 22 and 36 and his recently released solo EP. Rico is going to share with you two tracks from said EP. We are also going to touch base on these four projects, not being stuck in one genre, some cool advice, and what it's like knowing what you want to do at a young age please make sure you jump onto Rico's social media and show this musician some love and now episode 38 um, so- Yeah,
1: no it, it's cool I'm, I'm glad that uh, that we were put in contact um, I actually I wasn't like planning on doing uh, any like real promotion for any of this music that we're doing. So this is cool.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. No. And that was like my second interview with him. And that was really cool. Yeah. It seems to be getting some play, which is awesome. Yeah, a little bit. That's cool. Yeah, which is which is hard to do when somebody is anonymous and doesn't have like social media.
1: I know. Yeah. Well it's like um yeah he pretty much he he doesn't do any social media at all. So, um, for the other band that were in Funeral Mask, um, I've kind of taken the role as like the social media guy for that band, even though Uh like I, I kind of despise social media, but now it's like, well, I guess I'm going to be the one to do it.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Social media is, is, I want to say there's more good than bad, but it's really the other way around. Um, I was not on social media. I had taken a break until I did this. And now I'm annoyingly everywhere.
1: Huh, I know it's 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 weird uh being creative and like putting yourself out there. Um I, I know like a lot of my most creative friends are also like the most uncomfortable with like self-promotion and uh and it just seems <laughs> like a, a necessary evil now if you wanna like be popular and have people listen to your shit.
0: Well, yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there. So you kind of, you have to, I mean, otherwise I know, I know you absolutely. drowned.
1: I like, I I wish kind of that I could go back in time and be allowed to exist in a band where you didn't also have to be like a, a social media coordinator and like, yeah. oh, this is a picture of us and up. Oh, I got to pay for this advertisement. Like, I really just don't. I wish I didn't have to do any of that stuff, so I kind of just don't.
0: <laughs> I remember back in the day when I was DJing, like, our promotion was flyers. Like, we would yeah. go all out to make these badass, like, like glossy flyers with bright colors that would almost tell you where the party was, but not really. There was, like, a meet point. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I was in a band, like, this was back in... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This is probably like 2013 or something, mm-hmm. and, and we would um, we would like drive to other bands' shows, um, like up to like two hours away, and like stand outside and hand out like flyers and CDs to people like leaving the show. Yeah, and we would we would do that shit.
0: Yeah, I remember making tapes. I still make tapes, which is just because I'm old but like mixing and then like making and recording it on the cassette tape on the, on the stereo and then oh, like yeah? the parties and like handing it out yep. and just praying. Somebody was like, Hey, do you want to come mix at my house party? Which never happened for me, but it happened <laughs> for a lot of my friends. And then it's so crazy. Cause I, I still DJ, but nowhere out. I just kind of do it for myself and now it's all electronic and I was thinking just the other day, I'm like, how spoiled are these DJs? Because we used to have to lug these giant fucking crates of vinyl.
1: I know. I know, man.
0: And like, pray that the, the dance floor would part so you could get to the table. Yeah. Before arm gave out. Uh-huh. Now They're just like, here's my laptop.
1: Yeah. You know, this is actually like a debate that I have, uh, with people I know sometimes on like whether artists are actually better off now than they were several decades ago. And I think that there's like an argument that could go either way. You know, Um, there's definitely like uh, there's definitely a benefit to um, it. It's kind of like a a level playing field now where it's like, you know, before you kind of had to play like, the the record labels game, and if you didn't, you know, it's it's much easier for different kinds of people from all walks of life to get a foot in the door, um, yeah, which is good. But then yes. on the flip side, no one makes any money anymore except for like the Foo Fighters. So um, I was in a band, um, um, like several years ago that we, we were like pursuing like professionally, and um, we. I don't know. I guess Nat, like we were kind of approaching it in a pretty old school way of like, well, we need a manager and we need to be on a record label and we have mm-hmm. to do because these are the things that real bands do. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, it uh, wasn't that enjoyable all the time.
0: No, it is nice <laughs> play that game to piece that out to somebody else and be like, look, I'm just going to make the music. You get me the gigs, you get me the record label. And I don't want to deal with any of that.
1: But it feels like a lot of the most successful people now are the people that do all that shit themselves. And it's it's cool that people are able to do that. I just like, you know, I guess I grew up with this idea. Like by the time, like I was listening to music and being like, oh, that's what I want to do. Like it, my idea of what that was, was already outdated.
0: I know you work with them, you do sarcophagus, funeral mask, you said there was another one.
1: Yeah. Um I have this other project going on uh with my buddies in Boulder. Um that's kind of like a uh like a psych rock uh type. It's more like traditionally rock and roll based. Mm-hmm. Um and we've been doing and that band has had like many forms, you know. Um like one of the dudes I've been playing with uh for ten years now in like various bands and uh we had a band in boulder um that was called gamma death wave and good name thanks yeah that kind of just like we just kind of went on hiatus in like 2018 and all just started doing different things and now we're it's kind of reforming again um it's probably going to have a different name where it's still in like the it's infancy
0: so four bands, that is a lot of bands to play with. Are yeah. they all, are they all, I know, I know sarcophagus is like hardcore metal. Yeah. Pennies is, um, shoegaze. So like, what are the other two bands?
1: Uh, funeral mask is, I mean, it's hard to describe because see like all, all these bands that I have are like drastically different schools of like thought and like, they're all approached differently. Like, sarcophagus is like a hundred percent me um I did I did everything
0: so you were yeah yeah, I know I heard the funny story about the vocals
1: (laughs) oh yeah right yeah and it's funny like I don't I'm I'm a drummer you know I don't consider myself like I wouldn't tell people I'm a guitar player or a vocalist but I, I guess I am now I don't know um but I had tried like doing vocals like once ever like eight years ago so this was only, like, my second attempt at even doing vocals. Yeah, it's, like, I got him just sitting there staring at me, like, alright, you can go whenever. And, uh... Yeah, and yeah he's like still so laid her-
0: back. He's, like, whatever.
1: Yeah. And his wife is, like, upstairs, and, like, <laughs> I'm go, I'm going upstairs in between takes to, like, get water, and she's, like, laughing at me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's, I, it's all, all the projects are just different. Like, yeah, sarcophagus is all me. Uh-huh. uh Stacking pennies is, like, all him, and um, the psych rock project with my other friends. Um, I let them take the reins of that, you know, and then mm-hmm. I'm just the role player in that band. And then funeral mask is like, a, it's like a complete like democracy, you know,
0: okay.
1: I don't know. I've seen it work all different ways. Like there's no real right way to do it. I I've been in bands that were like dictatorships where it was like one guy being like, this is what you do. And that can work sometimes mm. some bands work that way. Um, funeral mask is hard for me to describe because we kind of just have tried this thing where we just don't really say no to any idea you know huh and we're just I mean if like it clearly like fucking sucks then we'll be like yeah I think that is bad but but not really you know for the most part we're we're pretty just like yeah man like let's so we're like blending metal and some like spacey atmospheric shit and like sometimes there's like a fucking like blues guitar scale in there and like some weird time signatures so I don't even really know how to describe it but like that record is in progress I'm like currently tracking drums on that for like the second time because COVID kind of fucked everything up for us but
0: uh COVID fucked everything up for everybody so feel bad (laughs) don't feel bad Everybody yeah. I talked to was like, we had all these things going yeah. and then COVID fucked it up. Like yeah. That is the, the end of the sentence for everybody. You play drums for all those bands, right? But then uh, yeah. For yeah. sarcophagus, you do everything.
1: Yep. So yeah. how many
0: instruments do you play now?
1: I mean, I like, I, I really play drums, you know, that's mm-hmm. what I've done since I was like nine. Um, I I casually play guitar and i kind of play bass and i kind of do vocals but you know like I, I would never like tell people like oh i'm a guitar player because like, I don't, i've been in bands where we were like looking for a guitar player like 80 percent of people that you meet are like oh i play guitar because they have one but i'm like well do you really like do you actually play guitar
0: <laughs> yeah so
1: uh i they learned went. how to play like one like lincoln park song on piano in like 2001 but
0: uh, <laughs> you're not the only
1: one <laughs> i don't i don't i don't think i even remember that so no, just
0: came out of nowhere with this weird like mixed genre and it was fantastic
1: dude yeah. i was and oh man so i was so addicted. into lincoln park back i then. was so
0: in oh, they were so good <laughs> They were so damn good. They're st- like I go back and listen to like their earlier stuff, and I'm like, yeah, still good, still good.
1: Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I'm be I'm
0: mad, but it's I can't.
1: I'm pretty sure they were like put together by the label, but
0: I don't care how it happened. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it had good. like alternative. It, it had hard rock. It had oh, hip hop. It was great. <laughs> dude,
1: I had I had a fucking hybrid theory Trapper Keeper. In, like, oh yeah. Shit <laughs> it was the hottest shit ever.
0: Mm-hmm. What got you started in music?
1: My mom like kind of made me start playing an instrument when I was a little kid. I think it was like fourth grade mm-hmm. and that like school band became a thing. And I didn't want to do it at all because uh, it like cut into your lunch period. And she was like, just give it like one year. Cause she was like into, into band when like she was in school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I guess if I have to play an instrument, I'm going to play the drums. Cause I don't really want to play like the trumpet or anything. And yeah, okay. uh, and they tried to, like, talk me out of it because they had, like, everybody wanted to play drums. So they were, like, trying to push me into, like, saxophone. And I was like, no, I don't I don't want to do that. And um, so, yeah, I just started <laughs> playing drums. I think it was, like, three years of just doing concert band before I even touched a drum set. All these other kids that played drums with me, they all had like drum sets at their house that Mm -hmm. their parents just bought them and they couldn't even play them. And I'd be like, oh, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) I think my mom just wanted to see if like I was actually like serious about it. And then, um, yeah, when I was 13, uh, I started really playing drums for real. And uh, and then that was it, really. That's just all Mm -hmm. I cared about.
0: Never looked back. That's what you wanted to do. Pretty much. Pretty young to realize what you want to do.
1: Yeah, it was like, on one hand, it was like pretty cool to just have like a singleness of mind. I don't know. I know a lot of people that don't know what they want. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I I know exactly what I want. And it's only one thing. And then that's also kind of a curse. Yeah. Uh, because I'm like, I wish that I just really wanted to be a doctor instead. <laughs> I wish I
0: wanted to be an accountant. And this right, easy. Uh,
1: man, that'd be great.
0: Right. No, no, I had to do this. No, I feel that. <laughs> Yeah, I that. I'm. You know, I'm almost 40 and I and I still haven't done anything major, but I still like all I want to talk about and it's all I want to do. So yeah. good and I mean, it's bad.
1: I don't know, like getting older, I've just had to like realign my goals, I guess, or be like, what do I want really? Mm-hmm. Like every fucking 13 year old wants to be like a rock star, you know? And then when I was in high school, I reevaluated that and was like, all right, I just want to, you know, make a living off mm. of it. And then I found out that's really fucking hard. And
0: yes, it's, it's not it's not easy, but it can be done.
1: It can be done. Yeah, I know some people that have done it, and then you know I also know people in pretty big bands that like were still living at their parents' house when mm-hmm. they were doing it. You know, I know people that are like thirty years old. You know, prior to COVID, I mean, they're they're playing six shows, but they work at Taco Bell because yeah. you know. So I'm like, is that what I want? I don't I don't know if that's what I want now i guess what i want is just to have creative outlets i had a little bit of a sour experience dealing with industry people and uh yeah, yeah it's really hard kind of weird
0: i think you kind of looked out though cuz it sounds like oh i so want to say his name it's really it really sucks it's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's like damn it it's, it's, yeah I,
1: I talked i talked to him before i did this and i was like <laughs> is it cool I was like, is it cool if I say that we're doing another Stacking Pennies record? And he was like, you can say whatever the fuck you want, as long as you don't say my name. It's like we're in the fucking mob or something.
0: But at the same time, like, I think you you lucked out kind of coming in with st- Stacking Pennies because he's producing and doing other things. So he can oh, dude, possibly yeah. a for you and you can be like, look, I just write. It's crazy,
1: dude. We, we actually met on Craigslist when I was like in between. Shut up, me too. I was like in between mm-hmm. bands and I was just... I've never fucking found anything like we've every band I've ever been in, like we're like cycling through members, inviting like people from the Internet to your house. And it just never fucking works out. And then I um I, I hooked up with these dudes for to start Funeral Mask. I don't know. It's just like awkward just meeting strangers, figuring out how to connect with people like that. You know, it's literally just starting a, a relationship or something, you know, and you're like, It's it is going to be weird at first. Um, and then, yeah, you know, we were just doing funeral mask only for like a year or two. Um, And then it was right around the time that COVID started was when he started pursuing this other project and then really just dove into engineering, which is fucking so convenient for me because like all my friends just wanted to be good at guitar. And then we had to pay people to record us. So this is like super chill for me that he wants to do all the... Comp-
0: you want to do that? That's great. <laughs> I,
1: dude, I have no fucking idea at all.
0: He's Anything, like, yeah it, just editing alone editing alone or then recording it and it's, it's almost right but that one thing was missed so do we like use the computer do we re-record I couldn't do it I couldn't do it I know
1: I, I like I f- I'm like the caveman in the room I'm just like I'll just hit the shit and you like record it
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll just yell I don't know
0: right what if you couldn't do music and you had to work another job what would it be
1: I mean, I, I do work other jobs. I've never really made any money to sit, like, speak of on music. I think we had like 300 bucks in like, iTunes money. Dude, I don't know. I have no idea what else I would be doing. It's been like, it's the only constant in my life. I've moved across the country and I've made new friends and I've changed who I am. And I don't know, I've done all these things and it, that's just the one thing. I'm very grateful that I have this thing. And it's like, now it's like, I don't even look for, I'm not like even trying to play big shows or sell t-shirts or records, you know, the whole sarcophagus project was just an outlet for me, you know? And then he was the one that was like, oh, dude, you got to put this online, dude, you got to, it really was pushing me to actually like make it a thing. And for me, it was just, I need to stay busy because I'm going crazy right now.
0: Yeah, I went from doing nothing to now I'm like I am I am one person. So I know that means we're coming out of it, but my whole body's in shock. It's like we weren't doing anything and now we're doing everything.
1: Yeah, I know it's it's surreal.
0: So now that you're not just playing drums with people, you're you're writing more. Um, yeah. What do you, what is your creative process like?
1: So, well, for for sarcophagus specifically, mm-hmm. I, I like intentionally um, rushed it. And put like, honestly, I put very little effort into. I, I I have a problem like overthinking things. And it's just like every band I've ever been in, like the hardest part of writing a song is is knowing when to say that it's done. <laughs> um, so for this one, I was, I very consciously was like, okay, like, fuck it. That's good. Two, two guitar riffs for the song. Fuck it. That's fine. Um, I mean, dude, like the EP is four songs I wrote two of them and then when I went to go record it I was just like I'll just fucking wing the other two and I just made them up on the spot honestly and uh and then like when it came time to do vocals I was like fuck I guess I gotta write lyrics
0: and uh, (laughs) And that's hard sometimes
1: yeah and I was like well no one's even gonna know what I'm fucking saying anyways so it's um I don't know I just uh Honestly, like I've never been good at like writing words and then believing that they're cool. But uh <laughs> honestly, just after this whole last year, I'm just pretty pretty fucking mad at like a lot of stuff. So it actually came pretty easy for me, which was a surprise.
0: Like a blessing in disguise.
1: A little bit. Yeah. yeah a little You're bit. You're like, what
0: a good time to write a metal song, because I am s- soft.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, and it's funny. Like, I have these softer projects that I can like show my family, and then they're like, "Oh, that's great," because they're just used to like death metal and shit. And then I, right. I just keep like the heavy stuff just for me.
0: Right. right.
1: Um. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know how to fucking. I don't even know how to write stuff. You know. Some well, songs... you did. You wrote.
0: I mean, you got <laughs> yeah. a whole album.
1: I guess so, I did. Um, did. Damn.
0: What did you for, stuff, do? You prefer playing to writing? Now that you've done writing.
1: Uh, writing is weird and painful and then it's like uh at least for me I don't know some people Can't i know just, like pour out ideas and they're like ah oh, it just flows out of me and I'm just like I had to kind of force it and then and then just immediately like like I really just wanted to do the whole thing in like one day if, if possible because once I give myself enough time I'm just gonna start doubting it you know yeah. Like I was in a band, uh, my old band, um, that I I keep referencing. Um, (laughs) we had, we had an album that we recorded one song at a time over the course of like two years. Yeah. By the time we were done, uh, yeah, it had been like two years from Mm -hmm. the first track to the last track. And I was just the whole time. I was just like, holy shit. Like, I just want this to be done. So we've been talking about it for so long, you know?
0: Yeah. I want to get it written so we can go play.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: That brings us to the new album. You sent me Bellflower and Iodine. (laughs) Tell me about Bellflower.
1: So it's funny. Those two are actually the two that I actually wrote before I went to record them. (laughs) Track one and two. That's just all I came up with. And it was just me just fucking around on guitar in the basement. I've just been listening to just a lot of like weird heavy shit. You know, Um, there's this band from Denver called Primitive Man. I've been listening to them a lot. I've been like revisiting stuff that I was into in high school that I hadn't really listened to a lot recently, like Suicide Silence and the Acacia Strain and like stuff like that. And it pretty much just, yeah, those, it just started with a guitar riff, you know, and I, I like wrote those, I wrote those songs in like drop D tuning. because That's like what my guitar is for. Like, I'm not a guitar player. I don't even have the gear. So then I had to borrow my buddy's guitar to tune it to drop A. So the first time that I even played it in the tuning that it's recorded in was when I recorded it.
0: So I think you may have more of a talent for rioting that you're aware of than you're aware of because if you did those just like, oh okay, well, I wrote it and now I'm gonna play it and that's the first time I played it. That's pretty fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, they're both, they're yeah both thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank
0: You're both good. Um, I mean, it is hardcore and it's hard to understand what you're saying, but I'm. that's what that music is like. So,
1: yeah, it's really just a lot of a lot of stuff that's just happened like around the world and mm. has uh, just left left me feeling kind of bitter. Um, And it just felt like something that I just needed to to get out of me, you know. And then as soon as I was done recording that stuff, I just felt like a little better. I mean my idea with these songs was just down tempo, down tune, short, quick, to the point, no bullshit. Which is like totally different than any of my other bands. It's just, I just I need like different outlets. So I I don't try to like force that into another band where it doesn't fit, I guess. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to diversify myself, you know. But I feel that's like... good.
0: You don't wanna get stuck in one genre because that, that happens to can happen anywhere
1: totally i mean like i you know growing up i only played one style of music and then when my friends started like making other bands they would get like other people and i wasn't even considered because i was just thought of as oh he does that thing and now i'm like i don't want to just be that one thing like i want to do i'm i want to find a a fucking like a hip-hop group next i want to do percussion for like some rappers or something that would be cool
0: just want to do everything
1: pretty much yeah
0: no regrets Yeah, fuck it. Was there a type, is there a type of music that you've played before that you don't like? Are you just one of those, hey, the drum line's cool?
1: I mainly listen to stuff, like, as a drummer, I like to listen to music where I find the drumming to be interesting. You know, like, 10 years ago, like, one of my friends was, started writing, like, some, like, sad boy, like, emo stuff, And he was like, hey, can you just play like some really basic drums behind this? And I was like, yeah, but it was like kind of boring for me. Like, I don't I don't listen to that kind of music. But Mm -hmm. that was back then. Now I do. I listen to all sorts of shit. Growing up, I feel like most people that I know are like, oh, I started listening to the Beatles and then I listened to Rolling Stones and then I went to this and I kind of just like skipped all that because I was like, Rolling Stone drummer, boring and just went to like grindcore. (laughs) and and then it was only like recently that I actually went and like revisited like the classics you know because I'm trying to listen to it not from a drummer's perspective at this point I'll play anything I don't I don't care anymore
0: what do you like most about being a drummer
1: honestly if I could go back in time I'm not even sure I would pick drums um I don't know I feel like everyone envies like other people's stuff that they do the one upside of being a drummer is that every like a lot of people need A good drummer in their band like everybody i know plays guitar oh like nobody needs a guitar player in their band because everyone does it so like being a drummer is why i'm in so many bands right now you know (laughs) i envy like singer songwriters that can just like travel with an acoustic guitar like i wish i could do that because like load-ins with drums fucking sucks and everyone says they're gonna help you but they really don't and then they'll like mess your shit up so i i need a car that I can fit my whole all my drums uh-huh. in to like uh-huh. do that you know
0: were you the he was telling me about like the drum set that was huge is, this, is that your drum set
1: uh yeah. uh yeah 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 that's mine I got I got a SJC kit a while ago and uh I just like big drums so uh-huh. I got like all the drums except the snare is like a normal like 14 inch size but like all uh-huh. my other drums are like two inches bigger in like every direction being a drummer is cool. Um, some it's, it's cool because when you play a bad show, you're just like, ah, fuck it, man. I'm just sitting in the back. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but then when you're playing a good show, you're like, fuck. I'm sitting in the back, and they're like jumping around and stuff. Hmm. So it's a double-edged
0: sword. If you were going to give someone advice about being being a musician, like a young kid, or about just being a drummer in general, what would you say?
1: In terms of, of like being a drummer, I would I would say you have to be cool with being bad for a while until you get good. Most people are uncomfortable being bad at stuff, you know, Areas areas of competency are important. And I was bad as fuck for like years before I felt like I was getting good. And then when I thought I was getting good, I actually was still bad and I still had more to learn. Yeah, I, I was like I was fortunate enough to like my mom was like for some reason cool with me practicing and then um
0: Right on lucky
1: I, I got I got um I got expelled from school when I was like a freshman and then I was just like home unsupervised so that gave me a lot of time to practice by myself. In in terms of just being a musician, you gotta know like what you want, you know? You gotta know why you're doing it. If you know like When I was a kid um, I had these like crazy unrealistic goals where it's like essentially what I wanted was to win the lottery and I hung my whole identity on if I'm not in this crazy big band then I'm a fucking loser and then it's when you put all of your self-worth into into basically winning the lottery that's a very painful way to exist and right now it's just it's totally different i just I do it for me. I don't, I don't care if anybody listens now. So I, w- I would say know, know what you want out of it, you know? If you want to play shows, you can do that. If you want to record stuff, you can do that, you know? But you're. I would say don't hang your hat on what other people think about you because that kind of determines your, like, commercial success, you know? You just got to enjoy it, man.
0: Um, do you have any, like, social media you want to shout out real quick so that people can find you?
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Sarcophagus is up on bandcamp at sarcophagus.bandcamp.com i got the url somehow (laughs) um i don't even know how to spell that so you probably have to google it it's all good my instagram is at the rico bravo t-h-e-r-i-c-o-b-r-a-v-o funny thing about the the stacking pennies like tracking drums for that Uh it's like a gun to your head style where it's that's not like rehearsed at all yeah I show up like he'll just be like yo you want to cut some drums and I'm like yeah and then I show up and I'm like okay what are we doing and then we listen to it for like ah, we maybe listen to it once or twice and then I'm like okay let's give it a go and then it's like very we wing it like super hard
0: Okay, so so that was those drum lines were mostly winged, wunged. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
1: most mostly wung.
0: Mostly like, wung.
1: Completely, completely improvised for the most part. Well,
0: um, so that says a lot for your talent. Not a lot of people can do that, and also says a lot for his uh, producing. Like, yeah, I, it's I, I like he realizes how good he is. Um, I know. I know. It... Probably a good thing because you you don't want him to get all egotistical. Right but i don't think he realizes all the things he's doing and i was just and i won't put this in there you can tell him i said it
1: oh uh, you can no. put it in there he'd love he'd love to hear it
0: <laughs> it's like he's trying to stay anonymous and i'm like with all the things you're doing and how much le- like he's done just between my first interview with him and my second interview with him the work that he's put in between those two things is crazy yeah and I'm like like, you're not gonna be able to stay anonymous because you're gonna I don't think he realizes how high he's gonna go because he's not afraid to do all these things and it's gonna be damn near impossible to stay anonymous and that's really like multiple other people because I see him not only writing but I see him in a studio like doing the shit
1: yeah man he's got an ear it's like that's the thing that's that sets apart people is like I know so many people with the talent to do these things mm-hmm. and then a lot of the people I know just don't have like the 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 confidence or like the dedication to like actually see it through and like he's one of those people that's just churning out like finished stuff. It's crazy you know yeah. I would love I would love to start playing shows with stacking pennies and sarcophagus and stuff, but these are like essentially their' studio projects and I'm like like we don't sarcophagus is just me i don't mm. have anybody stacking pennies i've never even met any of the other people in so there's the a penny. couple he
0: hasn't Absolutely. met
1: <laughs> yeah so i'm just like i'm in a band with people i don't even know right now like what a time to be alive man
0: all right Rico. well i appreciate you it's been good it's been great to talk to you that's yeah talking to other musicians just makes me so fucking happy
1: thank you so much for having me
0: All right, everybody, that was this week's episode. I want to thank you so much for listening to Sound Pollution. Please be sure to like, follow, subscribe, and share this week's episode. It really does help the musician a lot. Uh, If you haven't done so and you are able to, please try to become a patron. Sound Pollution's website is soundpollutionpodcast.com. And the email is soundpollutionpodcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, please make sure you reach out to me via the website or that email that I just gave you. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, be love and make some noise.